have to do some try and move in a little bit so sure. you see this hi everyone <laughs> this is charlotte pierce with ready row usa from the u.s rowing convention uh we are live with janice holtzman um with row new york and passaic right yep, so that's Passaic in new River jersey right? yeah yeah, yeah. on the passaic river southern bergen county yeah is that a big river we have a lot of rowable water and we okay, have quite a good. few boathouses along it is um, it windy like the charles not quite as windy yeah we do have a head race oh in the you fall do every year what's it called the head of the passaic regatta okay we put it on with nereid boat club and it's super I, fun i've met some people from nereid yeah, yeah, we have a really good relationship with Nereid. They're just up That's the river great. like about 2,500 meters. And so, yeah, maybe I'll... I do a preview of head races every year with Jim Dietz and Mark Wilson. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, you know, they've been everywhere. Yeah. They've been to the West Coast, Ohio, you know, everywhere. So I'll cover that. You should come out. I it's would really love fun. it. Yeah, it's I think really I'm going to do more racing this year. This convention has sort of inspired me to, you know, get back into... Because what's the worst that can happen? You know, you, you finish. <laughs> yeah. Your competition is fun. Yeah, yeah. And it's the camaraderie afterwards, you know, yes. like you know, before. And, you know, the, yeah. the whole Well, yeah, you're always glad to have two Cade. Have two that's, that's what they say. <laughs> I'm always thinking that oh was a God. thing you wanted to do as you're sitting there at yeah. the start. And maybe even through it. Why, did I, why do I do this again? Yeah, was I talked to someone about level two fun, you know, like <laughs> I do winter hiking in the White Mountains and I was like, um, it's, you know, when you're going up the backside of Cannon Mountain in the winter, it's like, intense. why am I doing this? <laughs> anyway, welcome to the, to the podcast you. and Thank live stream. You. And you work with Row New York and as you said, the Passaic is where you, right, do you have right. a... A, fun, a role there too or so i was i coordinate the master's competitive team uh-huh um, oh, okay so i i you know try oh. to get people to want to raise get people to want to yeah. join our competitive team we have rec rowing we have yeah. youth programming um uh-huh. and then we have you know sort of an intermediate um mm-hmm. on the way to competitive but i help help coordinate the competitive program. And, and what, how far are you from your work with your office, or do you work remotely for rowing? I do work part-time remotely. I used to go into uh-huh. the office every day. I was not a rower before I came to Row New York. Is that right? That is true. Um, were you more into development? And- I was, I've been a fundraiser since 1999. Oh, bless your And um, always liked my colleagues who were into sports. Like, mm-hmm. always just clicked with them. I was a runner. And mm-hmm. I always felt like I just felt like I had something in common yeah. with them. I liked their work ethic. I yeah. felt like I could always rely on them. So when the opportunity to come interview at Row New yeah. York came up, I was like, well, you know, it's got to be filled with, like, athletic people. I've never rowed or anything, mm-hmm. but it's got to be filled with people who love, to, you know, to do sports and move their body. Yeah. And so let me just at least meet these people. And it was actually the way the organization had done academic work because I'd been working in youth development organizations that mm-hmm. work on college access. Um, but people do it with like varying degrees of seriousness and varying degrees of success. Mm-hmm. And I had taught college, so I kind of knew what was needed and heard about the way that Row New York was doing that work. And I was like, well, you know, the rowing piece doesn't really entice me that much, but the academics piece is really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So I kept interviewing 
and you know this, I met a bunch of rowers and they're all awesome. Yeah. And I know that was like, I know, you know, I know that like it sounds like I'm pandering, but rowers are just really. I know. It's like we're, I met Mary Whipple on Friday and it's like just her authenticity, her fitness, her you know desire to spread the word. It's just, it was really, you know, it, a lot, there's a lot of people. In there's a lot of great rowers. Yeah. Even my, even, you know, my job is to meet with yeah. rowers and talk to them sure. and find out about them, kind of in it for, you know, with a different purpose. But, and one of my teammates is like, you must love that. Rowers are awesome. And I said, they really are. <laughs> like, and just, it's nice to be back in person to meet, you know, to reconnect with everybody. Just, there's some indescribable quality about being in person. And, yes. You know, we, we yes. did our best during the pandemic, but what, a, what an experience. But, let me ask you a little bit for the people who don't know what Row New York oh, is. Sure. You know, yeah. to describe the organization a bit. And Yeah. So know. we turned 20 last year. Really? Yes. <laughs> We've been around a while. Yeah. Um, and we provide predominantly free rowing um, and academic support uh, for kids in public schools in New York City, mm -hmm. in one of the five boroughs. So we were founded, you know, to really make rowing more accessible um, to more people. Um, we have now two sites. We row okay. in Manhattan um, on the border of Washington Heights and Inwood, and then we also row um, out of a boathouse on Meadow Lake in Queens. Um, okay. The boathouse was built for the World's Fair yeah. in 1964. Um, and we were founded there, actually, as Girls Row New York, so we started out as a girls program. Um, and then we added So boys. there's a long tradition of access and... Yes, yeah. yeah. And there's uh, added boys in 2012 mm -hmm. in Manhattan. So the Queens yeah. Boathouse is still just girls okay, and um, uh, gender expansive youth. Yeah. And then Manhattan is a co-ed program. Yeah. And uh, do you have a master's program? We do not. Okay. Um, when I came to Row New York, we were working with a third party to run a master's mm -hmm. program out of our facility. But right. working with young people, also with veterans and adaptive yeah. rowers is really what Row New York is good you at. You want to keep your focus. Yeah. Yeah. So. Good. Um, so I have a friend who's, who, she's got an indoor rower, she lives in Brooklyn, but she won, you know, I told her about Row New York, and I didn't know if there was masters, you know, I, she really wanted to get on the water, and I hope she found something, but, It's yeah. hard in Brooklyn, I think, particularly. Oh, right? Well, because... Well, she didn't want to travel for an hour, you know, like, right. it's just hard. You yeah. can go, like, out <clears throat> Queens Way to mm -hmm. Long Island if you're in New York and you want to row as a master's rower. Yeah. Or Manhattan, you can come over okay. to New Jersey. There's a couple of clubs that sure. are within, you know, driving distance. Yeah. Anyway, she's doing indoor, maybe more. But, but you know, we know being on the water is the... We know that. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> you think you love rowing. And yeah, until... <laughs> I know, I row in the Charles, and like those first 10 strokes at 5.30 in the morning is just the best. Heaven. Or any other time of day, but yep. when the sun's coming up, the herons are flying. Yeah. So anyway, um, so row New York, and you know, I know Jim Deeds and Arshay Cooper have been involved, yeah. and... Obviously, Amanda Krause. Uh, Amanda Krause, yes. <laughs> and rowing. was Jim and Amanda... Of, at the beginning, or who, who was starting? So Amanda founded it. Jim actually gave <clears throat> Row New York our first boat oh, to Amanda nice. because she was his, he was her collegiate coach, I think is, is I think that's the, right, is yeah. The story. yeah. And so I think that's where we got our first boat from. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think he's he's always stayed a friend of Row New York Absolutely, you know, for the last 20 yeah. years. I mean, I think 
I think people like people who've been involved from the beginning have really watched the organization kind of grow and evolve. Yeah, it's kind of the role model for some for city programs, youth programs. Right, mm -hmm. and I think that's it's always that's an interesting um, it's an interesting place to find yourself as an organization because there are certain mm -hmm. things that have come together in New York City that also make a place like Row New York possible mm -hmm. that might not exist in every community. Um, so it's always, you know, I think we meet a lot of boathouses and, and folks who are like, I want to, you know, I would love to do something like Row New York where I am. And I think, I think the one thing that I really feel from being at Row New York or that I've seen is that it won't be the same. It yeah. has to be place-based. It has to be focused on the community that mm -hmm. you're in and building on the strengths that are in your community and mm -hmm. what you have available to you to build something sustainable going forward. I know. It seems like such a daunting task, so I think people sort of look for a template yeah. that they can apply and plug in and checklists yeah. and things. But I mean, I think what Archie's doing with the a Most Beautiful Thing Inclusion Fund and really providing the funding, which is obviously yeah. one of the most daunting parts of it, yeah. um, I think that's incredible work. And I, I really think of Varshe as like a friend, but I'm also just like, I so admire the work he that he's doing. He just keeps going. He's like the yeah. ever ready bunny. You know, he's just like, <laughs> how does he not run out of energy? I know. He's, he's, I know. he's really. keeps inspiring people and all types of people. You yeah. Know, which he's is a really, he's a great guy. Yeah. There's something really special about Varshe. Oh, he's yeah. got a lot of love to give yeah it just radiates yeah <laughs> I, know. I met him at cri in 2018 when he just he had self-published his first book yes you know yeah sugar water yep and i got goosebumps just talking to him then you know and the, yeah. the movie came out and mary mazio was I loved I loved that documentary I mean, yeah talk about like a high point during the pandemic when yeah. i think we were all sort of I mean, how did it not get Stuck an Oscar nomination? And alone. I, yeah, it's a good question. I was, maybe it was the timing or something, but yeah. I had the crew, um, several of them on an episode a couple of years ago. They're funny. It was great. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was chaos, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. There were dogs running through, there friends. were kids. Yeah. <laughs> there was a guy in a car, who was it, Ken, the guy who... Uh, first started the oh yeah program yeah, yeah he was in his car oh, <laughs> so funny oh, you mean like that? That's yeah so what else uh what else what's on your your agenda mission for new york and your your work with them this year um i think we've done a lot we've made a lot of what i think are really great changes we have you know mm -hmm. when amanda um stepped up into the u.s rowing yeah. position we already had an executive director in place who had started the same week, funny okay. enough, as I had. And who um, is that? Her name's Rachel Citron. Rachel Citron. Um, she comes to Row New York with a lot of experience running sports-based youth development programs. So she was she used to be at an organization in New York City that most New Yorkers have heard of, Harlem RBI, okay. um, which became Dream, became a charter school, mm -hmm. um, but for years ran a baseball-based sports program. Okay. Um, so she just had incredible sort of understanding and chops Good. Yeah. Um, that she was able to kind of apply to the world of rowing. She's super smart. Um, so we've made a lot of program adjustments and improvements and changes. We brought in a VP of rowing. Mm -hmm. You know, we heard from our alums that they, you know, especially those that had gone on to row in college, that, you know, especially when you're rowing in a collegiate program and you're like, oh, you know, 
if you just put in the work, if you're doing yeah. 10,000 meters a day on the erg or whatever, you know, whatever that sort of magic formula is. Jim Dietz always says 10,000 10, 10, meters a day minimum. You just right. got to do it. Right. <laughs> And they go to a collegiate program, yeah. and then they hear that, and then they get faster, and then they, yeah. you know, and then, yeah. but I, you know, we're so grateful that they were able to bring that back to us and say, you could have made us faster. Oh. We would have loved, yeah. you know, now, knowing what we know now, we would yeah. have loved to have been faster then. Um, and so we took that feedback really sure. seriously um, and really did a lot of work to introduce elements into our program that you know where young people who really want to be on that track can actually be on that track and what's the balance between like fitness and then just you know kids that may just want to row a couple days a week or one so we actually we also introduced that's what i mean when i talk about we added all these like yeah. sort of different elements we now have what we are referring to as an intermediate program yeah. which is a three day a week program I think what really works about that is that sometimes like a high school kid, maybe she wants to do dance mm -hmm. or maybe she really wants to try something else out in the spring. It allows her to like be all in in Ronin, because we're a club program, so you can be all in yeah. all year round. We're six days a week. So you can be all in in the fall. Six days a week. That's How many kids come in and out in a week? Um, right now we have like 175 yeah, okay. youth enrolled between the two programs. Um, so, and one of those days is academics, okay. because okay. we are still a college access program. Yeah. Um, okay. But if that is too much and you want to do other things, you can also kind of shift in and out, right? Okay. You can go into that three-day-a-week program I for see. the spring. It's you're still gonna you're still gonna raise. You're, you know, you still have other mm -hmm. opportunities, and then you can right. decide you want to go back in over the summer you can do a summer camp yeah. you can go back to the five six days a week with us um it's cool it's been it's been an interesting experiment right because i don't think it's necessarily how people structure rowing programs i think mm -hmm. a lot of rowing programs are like really all in yeah i was talking to ted um, benford of the cri last night and uh, yeah. they've really altered you know so that they can expand what like there's one kid who from row boston who he does football and rowing. He just, you know, he's not quite sure which he wants to focus on. So they made, you know, not just based on that kid, but you know, they ex made a later, they made a later um, rowing option. So so that they could accommodate. Yeah. I mean, I also this is maybe like a little too far afield, but I really think you know what we know about successful adult athletes is that they often did different sports and yeah. tried on different things. And I think having that kind of relationship with rowing when you're in high school might actually be really effective yeah. for creating like a future rowing athlete where they like mm -hmm. did it and they did it successfully, yeah. but they weren't sort of like all immersed because rowing, right? I, I think, and we as adults who row and love it know, know this, like we're sort of willingly going all in. Yeah. It can really be all consuming, right? Like mm -hmm. rowing can be can become, I know this is funny, I'm on a rowing podcast saying, you should diversify your sports. <laughs> no, no, I was just talking to the guy from Concept2. I want to get a row erg so that I can cross train on it, you know? So, yeah. You know, it's, but anyway, yeah. But I think like building that, you know, yeah. I always think about like, what does it take to build like a lifelong love for a yeah. sport? Because I think, you know, you also see adults who are like, I'll never get in a boat again. Yeah. I'll never get on an erg again. And talk to too many of those. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm selective. Like the, my community is like yeah. you start realizing on your Facebook friends or whatever you're on, you yeah. know, are more rowers than not. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
to talk way. about the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so just uh, to wrap up a little bit, um, I know you've got to get on with your day, but uh, we've got a, we've got one of our masters who's just out of just in college racing. I you got to go be there. To, yeah. We're gonna um, go for her. So. The, the convention you're talking about fundraising right yeah yeah so and i know we talked about this it's a different approach for every program yeah but yeah what, you have some things that you're trying to communicate to people yeah today? i mean i think what i what i wound up doing at the at my workshop was really asking people what their needs were and what their program yeah. was because i think depending on the kind of program you're running there are options for you yeah that are going to work for one boathouse and not for another, mm -hmm. or one program and not for another. I think more than anything, find, like if I were to give like some quick advice, mm -hmm. I think getting started is the hardest part, right? Yeah. And I think people can be deeply you know, deeply uncomfortable yeah. around fundraising or asking people it's for terrible. money. It's stressful. Okay, so I'm going to leave you with this one thought, which has <laughs> nothing to do with rowing, but it's it, just it's my a, it was a game changer. Yeah. And it sometimes is a game changer for people. Okay, good. Which, you know, I sometimes ask people to sort of envision a time when someone asked them for something yeah. and they were able to give it. You know, hey, can I borrow yeah. your headphones for 10 minutes? Yeah. And you know I'm going to bring them back and you, you have them available and you say yes. How do you sort of feel immediately after you say yes? Good, because it's rewarding to help somebody. There are parts of our brains yeah. that like to just say, be able to yeah. say yes. And so... If you're asking the right person for the right amount of money, yeah. more or less ballpark, where they can really do something and they can help you and they care about what you're doing, yeah, you know, it's reframing this idea that you're asking them for something that makes you uncomfortable. Maybe you're asking them for something that's going to make their day yeah. or their week or their month. Right. You and know, it's about building relationships with people and not, not just dealing right. with them when you're asking them right. for money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then again, then that's like full circle, right? I get to talk to all these great people all the time. Yeah. My job, which is like the best part about it. I know. Yeah. And you've had get yeah. to hang out with rowers all day. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm into him because he's like one of my favorite people uh, in rowing. You know, he just like the stories and just the generosity. And I went down to his uh, yeah. event at uh, when they were launching the Mystic, his Jim Deeds Rowing Center in yeah. Mystic, um, Stonington, Connecticut great group of people you know even like and the, the the money bags people that you know whatever were, were nice too you know they were like yeah. they were there because they wanted to get this thing going and, and they love rowing yeah and they right. all got the same thing out of it yeah. right everybody yeah. gets the same thing out of it that like right. hard work and that you know mm -hmm. attitude above all and like all the things yeah and making something happen they just wanted yeah. to make something happen very so cool. well, Janice, it's really nice to see nice you, to and I hope nice we can continue to talk. And yeah, you know, you I'd can come that. back anytime you want. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Yeah. Have a good day. Oh, oh we have a comment good. already. Wow. Totally agree. Somebody, some, the all-in mentality certainly stands against our message of lifelong engagement. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Aww. Yeah. Well, thank you for your comment and. Um, that reminds me, everybody who... Oh, that's interesting. I yeah. I don't think that anybody would actually... I do. They do. They do watch. Um, if you watch live, um, you can comment on the YouTube channel, and our guests will um, our guests will interact in real time. That's so. awesome. This was super fun. Oh, good. I'm, I like to make it fun and informal. I'm glad, I'm glad Jenny asked, and I'm yeah, glad I said yes. Yeah, that's great.